Hey, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to season one of the Prayer House podcast. Our mission and vision is simple. It is to spread the gospel and good news to the ends of the world and to do it by building a community whose foundation is Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you enjoy this message and it is a blessing to you. Praise God for this opportunity. I'm so um, excited to be back on Prayer House. Um, this community, right from the beginning, I've, I've been blessed to join whenever I can. And that's is this ministry is something that God has constantly put in my heart whenever I sit down to pray. Because I truly see the delight of God in this. When something is done for the glory of God, when something is done with the right heart, you can see it making a difference. You can make see God's presence and God's delight in it. And I truly see that in this, um, in this ministry. And I'm so grateful that our generation is... Um, the labels that have been placed on us is not something that I see right now. I see a generation that's rising up for the kingdom of God, that is on fire for the kingdom of God. And I'm just so excited to be here. And um, I'm excited to be wrapping all the states that I'm from. I heard that Spirit Week and that people from different states are going to be speaking. So, um, well, I was I used to be in New York and then I moved to Pennsylvania. And currently I'm in Virginia for school. And I'm just grateful that God has enabled us to have this opportunity where in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of all that's going on, we can gather as people from different parts of the country and just know that there's one name that unites us and that we are here to worship and praise that one name. And I'm excited for the word that God has placed on my heart. And I pray that as I speak, that we are able to experience that in our rooms, that through the screens that you're watching me through, that the spirit of God just ministers to you. I truly believe that we don't need some servant of God to come and lay his hands on us for us to feel the presence of God. We don't need a conference. We don't need a fasting prayer to all these things are great and they are needed, but we don't need that to experience the spirit of God. So I pray that as we're sitting here watching um, the screen, as you're hearing me, that the spirit of God just ministers to you and meets you right where you are. So would you just join me in prayer as I speak, um, as I pray for uh, myself as before I speak. And would you truly believe that God wants to do something in you? Because I believe that he has a specific word for each one of us. Heavenly Father God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be here with your word, God. It is holy, God. It is so great and mighty, Lord Jesus. Every word written down, Father God, by you, Lord Jesus, is it brings forth life. And I just pray, Father, that as I speak, that is what happens, Lord Jesus, that your life just fills each one of us, God, including me as I speak. I pray, Father, that these may be not my words, but yours, God. And I pray, Father, that every word that comes out of my mouth, Lord Jesus, may be sent from heaven, that, Father, your delight may be in it, God. And I pray that you accomplish everything that you desire to accomplish tonight, Lord Jesus. In your name, I pray. Amen. All right. So when Ramya asked me to speak, um, every speaker kind of go goes into this time where they're like, oh, this is how I figured out what I'm going to talk about. So this is my little spiel about how um, I came to this topic that I'm going to be talking about. So when Ramya texted me the night before, I think we had had a worship night at my uh, um, house. My roommate and I like to host our friends who we are usually in contact with, and we just come together and we pray. And a word that God kept putting in my heart again and again was the word overflow. And the verse that it comes from is something that we all, that we know this entire chapter chapter by heart. It's Psalms 23. And in Psalms 23, verse 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And I just want to focus on the second part of this verse. Um, you, it says, You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And before I get into this, I just kind of want to um, preface this by saying that I'm no theologian. Like, I, I don't 
know everything that the Bible says. Like I may use some things out of context at times, like forgive me, but this is something that God has just been putting in my heart. And I just want to be faithful with what God has been teaching me and share with you because if I just hide it with myself, then that ends with me. And I don't want that. I want it to be a blessing in the lives of others too, who may be going through the same things that I have been through. Um, I feel like in this time, um, I don't know about you guys, but specifically like around me, I've just seen so much hopelessness and so much lack of um, life and joy and just a, a period that we're just all dreading. That we're just waiting for the season to be over. We're all just waiting for this thing to be done. And we're just like, oh, this is just a, this is just a break. Like I, this is just a time where nothing's happening and we're just waiting for that end. We're just waiting for that light at the end of the tunnel. But God has been specifically saying, and what he wants to speak today is that this is not a season that you want to rush through. This is not a season where you just want to say that, oh God, I just want this to be over. This is a time where God wants to do something beautiful. Each season has its purpose, right? The Bible in Ecclesiastes, we read that each season has its purpose. It, it has its time and it's for a reason. We can't sit here and we can't dread and we can't, we can't, keep saying that oh this needs to be over and we need to go back to normal and like life is going to begin again life is happening right now our, and our god is present right now in this moment and he wants to enable us to have this experience of overflowing anointing overflowing of his goodness overflowing of his mercy of his presence of all that he is but we're waiting here for something else to happen we're waiting for this thing to come in the future but god is saying that it's here right now and I want to speak to specific groups that God has been highlighting me, uh, highlighting in my heart um, over this past two weeks since I knew that I had to speak. And one is not exclusive from the other. You may belong to different groups. Um, I found myself in all these different places. And that's why like, I'm going to share the things that God has been teaching me through those, like me being part of the, these uh, different groups. And the first one is, um, I love that Jaren, before we um, prayed, went and talked about people who may be feeling so far from God, because that's something that that was the biggest one that God gave me. People who are feeling far from God, people who are feeling like they are caught up in sin, people who are feeling that they're just so entangled that they can't get out. And I believe that the fact that God put that in my heart and that God spoke that through Jaron, that God wants to do something. There's some, there, there are some people on this call right now who need to hear this, that God is here to forgive you. We often think that we are just so caught up in sin and this, there's just this cycle that it, it's never going to break. And it reminds me of this passage. Um, I think it's in Romans where Paul says, I'm just, you know, I want to do this, but I do this. And like, how often have we all felt like that? Like, yes, I, my, I know that my spirit says that I need to be doing this, but my, my flesh is doing this. But there's a verse, it says, what a wretched man I am. I can't get out of this but praise be to God who delivers me. And the same Jesus Christ who died for you while you were yet a sinner is in this place. He's in this room, wherever you're sitting, he's there, right there with you. And I'm not here to sin and judge you for thinking that, oh, you're in the cycle. I've been there too. We've all been there. But Jesus is saying tonight that I'm here to forgive you. I'm close to you. I've been knocking on the door. Will you open and answer? And that's the first group that I want to talk to people who are th thinking that they're just so far from God, that they, there's no saving, that there's no deliverance anymore. That's not true. 
God is here. God is waiting to forgive you. God is waiting to just embrace you. And I love that uh, Jaron also talked about the prodigal son because that's another thing that God had put on my heart. We hear that parable often, like we have heard so many times. But as I was praying, as I, as I was asking God, God, just show me more of your mercy. Show me more of your grace. And God was just giving me this picture of this father waiting, right? And we know that he had this calf and he had this robe and all these things. And I'm just thinking, the son had been gone for so long. But God gave me this picture of this father just feeding the cattle that he had, of preparing this robe, excited because he knew that his son would come back. He knew that when his son would come back, he wanted to be ready with that robe. He wanted to be ready with that feast. And children of God, your father is ready with that feast. Your father is ready with that fattened calf so that he can make a feast for you. He's not standing there with an angry face. He's there right there with joy in his heart and celebration on his mind at your return. The second group that I want to talk to today are people who are going through um, mental health issues, right? We all often talk, we are talking about healing so much in these days, COVID's happening. We are praying for physical healing. There's so many people who are dying from this. But there's something, I, I think mental health is just something that's, even if you have the most perfect health, if you don't, if you're not in the best place mentally, it can be debilitating. You can have the most perfect legs and you, can, you can't walk because you're just so depressed and you're so anxious that if you take that one step, you don't know what's going to happen. But God wants to speak to that group tonight and he wants to say that there's healing in his name. That depression and anxiety, that all these things that you may be going through, it's, it's not the end. That there's, there's hope and that there's hope in him, in our Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, you're going to see my big fingers pop up. I'm just trying to scroll, scroll through my notes here. Um, but something that God has just been saying constantly um, over these past couple of weeks, I don't know what was, I think maybe it was the stress of school or I don't know. I was just feeling so down and just all these negative thoughts were just coming in my head. And I remember that before I came back to school, my pastor had asked me to do a psalm at church and the psalm that God led me to was Psalm 77. And like, that's something that I had read before, but I'd never stopped it. And I was like, God, I don't know why you want me to speak from the psalm. Like it, um, it's not something that has ever stood out to me before. It's not something that's particularly speaking to me right now, but I feel like you want me to share from this psalm. And I ended up sharing from that psalm. And I just realized like, after I had gone through this, the season where I was feeling so down that, you know, God had given me the answer that I needed. That God had given me the word that I needed before I even went through that season. That is how great our God is. That even before you go through a season, right? He has given you the answer. He has given the resources. He has prepared people and things for you so that you can, you are equipped to get through whatever you're going through. You're not alone in that season. One of my favorite testimonies from my own life is when I was going through something and I think it was in high school and I was waiting for this concert. I can't even remember the artist. I was waiting outside. Uh, I was in Manhattan somewhere. And I was just waiting outside. My friend was talking to me. And I, all I could think about was just something stupid that I'd said to God last, uh, the night before. And I was just, I complained to him so much. I think it was about prom. I don't know. I was upset about something. <laughs> and, you know, Indian parents don't let their children go to prom. And then that just, I was just like, God, like, why is my life so hard? That was just so dumb. But 
God knew my heart. God had heard all those complaints that I had placed um, in his presence the night before. And this random girl walks up to me and she says, you know, I left my house today and I prayed that God would lead me to someone um, who I need to pray for. And he gave me a word and I believe that it's for you. So in the middle of some, some street in Manhattan, I'm standing on a line and this random girl starts prophesying over my life. And she says every little thing that I, I had said the night before to God, every complaint I had lifted up to God and I had made in his presence, she gives me the answer for all those things. How great is our God that these stupid complaints that I had lifted up in his presence, he still cares about those things. And he is answering those things. How great is our God who cares about our little desires and our dreams. And he is the same God who is present with you in your suffering. In whatever you're going through right now. Where you feel like you can't move. Where you feel like you are drowning. This, my ship would have sunk a long time ago if I hadn't let Jesus be the captain of my ship. So if you're waiting, if you're just, if you're drowning right now, I just want to ask you. Would you let him into your ship? Would you make him the captain of your ship? Because there's deliverance, there's hope, and there's healing in the name of Jesus Christ. The third group that I want to talk to is our people who have been waiting on a promise for so long. They have been tired and they've been just weary and they're just like, God, I've been pressing on for so long and I still don't see an answer. I still don't see that ray of hope. I still don't see where things can happen from. Or where things are going to come from. And to you, I just want to remind you that it's not our job to figure out how or when things are going to happen. You know, I get lost in that cycle too, especially in these recent days. I've just been like, how's this going to happen? How's that going to happen? Especially with um, us Pentecostal people, right? Like so many pastors come and give us prophecies and they prophesy over us. And it's like laid on a plate for you. Like this is what your life is going to look like. And then we just want to hurry God. And we're like, when is this going to happen? Oh, God said I would be a preacher. Why, is, why are there no opportunities? Or God said I, I'm going to be a worship leader. Where's my album? Like, you just want to rush God. And you're just waiting. And we just want the season to be over so that we can get to where what God has said. And I'm not against prophesying. And I, I'm all for it. But it's given to us for a reason. It's given to us to remind us that God has a plan for us. That it's waiting for us. But there's things that we need to do. My dad always says that there's no promise that comes without a condition. Right? And even in the Bible, that whenever we see different promises of God, it says, if you obey, if you do this, if you do that, and that comes for a reason. God doesn't just want to say something and release it. We're going to sit here spoiled and we won't know what to do with ourselves. We won't know God. We are talking about overflow of his goodness, of his mercy, of his healing. But if you don't know where and from who this overflow is coming from, then there's no point of any of this. You need to know where this is coming from. You need to know where the source of your blessing is. You need to know where the source of this goodness is. You need to know who is the giver of these good gifts instead of just seeking those gifts. And God is promising us that, yes, he will fulfill every word he has said. He is faithful. When he speaks a promise, he doesn't say it with a question mark at the end. Often I'm just like, oh, I, I did this dumb thing and now like my promise is going to be delayed and it's going to take like five more years for God to like put me back on track. And God was just like, who do you think I am? Like, I'm not human. There's, there's been no delay to the, the timeline of your promise just because of 
something that you think may be so big in, in, in the presence of God. God is saying it's right there. It's, it's there. But you have to come back. It hasn't changed its time. It hasn't changed its course. God hasn't changed his course. He didn't say it with a question mark. He didn't say it with, he didn't say it as if it was a lie. He's not man to lie. He has his promises and he will fulfill it in due time. In Psalm 77 that I mentioned before, um, I can't remember who wrote the Psalm, but I just felt like I could relate so much to this person because he keeps, he keeps asking, will the Lord reject forever? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? But then there's a shift in his perspective. And I pray for that shift over every person who's listening to me right now, who's unable to see God's goodness, who's unable to just think that God is going to deliver them. There's a shift in this uh, psalmist's perspective. And he says, then I thought to this, I will appeal the years when the most high stretched out his right hand. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. The waters saw you, God, and the waters saw you in bright. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. And this last part is my favorite. It says, though your footprints were not seen. Often you don't see it. We don't see what God is doing. We sang it today when we were singing Waymaker. Even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, our God is working on our behalf. And when you can't find that hope and you can't find a reason to hope, remember the things of long ago. He has been faithful and that same God is with you today. The same God who never first, he was, he was always there with you even when you weren't, when you felt unworthy. Even when you couldn't love yourself, he was there and he's the same God with you right now. And he, when you can't, when you can't find the words, when you can't find a reason to hope, remember the things of long ago, the miracles that he did. Think about your salvation. That is the greatest miracle ever what did you do to deserve this what did you seek to deserve this what did you offer to deserve this he gave it freely and that same god is with you and he is good he often i feel like i'm like oh yes my, my this season that i'm dreading will be over and god god is good but like i think of him as good in the future that like when he does this thing in my in my life in the future he will be good but no, it's not that he will be good or he was good. He is good. We all, we all sing the song, King of My Heart. And I was singing that during worship practice today. And I was like, wow, Hasiba, do you believe it? That he is good today. That he, he's not good because he's going to fulfill something tomorrow. He's not good because he did something in the past. He's good today. Even when I can't see it, even when I can't, I can't feel it, he is good today. He's present and he's available and he's just waiting to hear you cry out and call out and i believe that there's healing in his name today there's deliverance in his name today and even when you don't see your promise being fulfilled right now believe that in this in this space between the speaking of the promise and the release of the promise that god is creating something powerful and mighty so that you can withhold the promise when it is released 
believe that what is what God is doing right now is necessary for you to reach and receive what he's pouring out and that you may not lose it that you may not waste it this season is necessary and there's an overflow of his anointing even in the season here and now and the last group of people that I want to talk to are any of you who are sitting there thinking oh I didn't belong to any of these groups this sermon this message was not for me i'm speaking to you and asking are you doing everything that you can for the kingdom of god because you know we talk about this overflow of or like abundance of his blessings in our in our physical health and our mental health and in our finances and our education and all these things but all of it is worthless if i'm not using it to see an abundant and a multitude of souls being saved for the, for the kingdom of God. If I'm sitting comfortably in my house with an overflow of all my blessings, yes, I'm surrounded by all the treasures and all the cars and the houses and everything, but if I'm not using it for the kingdom of God, if my heart is not set on the king of kings, then all of it is worthless. So the last thing that I want to talk about is an overflow in your ministry and in your anointing and your calling and your purpose. We can't just be satisfied with where we're sitting and think that everything's okay and we're good with God. He is faithful and he will always be. But are you being faithful with what God has placed in your heart, in your life? It, all of it means nothing if you're not using it for the kingdom of God. All things are from him, to him, and for him. In Romans, it says the creation groans. All of creation is groaning to be one with him again. And if we just sit and if we just sit with tied hands and we, if we just sit with the abundance of our blessings and we're not using it for the kingdom of God, if we're not being faithful with what he has given us and if we're not being stewards of what he has given us, then all of it is for nothing. I, um, I, I often hear people say, oh, like, I'm just not getting much out of my church or I'm not getting much out of this. I'm not getting much out of that. But how much are you trying to receive that and use it for his glory? We can, we can close off our minds and, our, and sit and make judgment about something. And we can just sit there feeling all good about ourselves because we can put the blame on something else, but there's a responsibility on us. There's a great commission that has been given to us and we have to use it for his glory. And you may be thinking that, oh, where you are right now doesn't seem like a place where you can be used by God or where you can make a great impact for God. This is another story that um, God had put on my heart and that really touched me is the story of Philip. Um, as I was reading more about him, I saw that he was present for a lot of things that happened in the Bible that we read in the stories and in the, the Gospels. And then we see that he was one of the seven deacons that were placed as an overseer when um, Issues were happening in the first church. It doesn't seem like that exciting of a job, but I, I see Philip as someone who was faithful, but someone who was faithful with every responsibility, with every moment that he was entrusted with. That the calling and the purpose that God had for him, he was, he was faithful with that. And then we see that the same Philip is someone so filled with the Spirit of God that he the Spirit of God is just like, you have to go here at this time, and he's obedient, he knows to go there. And because of his obedience, the whole Ethiopian church was born. 
And then we see after that whole story of him going and talking to the eunuch, that the Spirit of God just snatches Philip and takes him to another place. I love that story so much. And I love that obedience and that faithfulness of Philip so much that he was faithful with every responsibility, with every place that God gave him in the, in the grand scheme of things. That whatever responsibility he was given, he was faithful with it. That, that God was able to entrust him with more. And I believe that today, more than any of the things that God wants to bless you with, he wants to bless you with his anointing. That he wants to entrust you and partner with you in doing something for his kingdom. That he wants to partner with you in populating heaven. That he wants to partner with you to bring healing and deliverance to the people out in this world. There's so many people crying out, feeling hopeless, and you are on this call able to hear the word of God, but there's so many out there who don't know, who don't know any of this, and who are walking hopeless and so much darkness. And God wants your obedience. God wants your obedience and your yes. And that yes has to be more than just a word. God has been showing me that I grew up in church. I, I've been saying all my life, yes, God, I'm giving you all my days. Use it all for your glory. But when the time comes when he's asking me to sacrifice all that I may treasure in my heart, am I ready to do it? When he asks me to come follow him, am I able to not look behind and just follow him? We have to come to a place where it's more than just words and we're offering our all to him. It's something that we have to evaluate because there is an abundance of, of souls that are waiting. And th that is the last thing that I want to talk about. An overflow of salvation. An overflow of just seeing our families, our, our friends who don't know God, standing with us, alongside of us, worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I pray that if you felt like you were part of any of these groups, that you don't just sit where you are right now thinking that this is it. Okay, I heard it. Okay, that's it. There needs to be an active change. There needs to be an active seeking of God. I pray that if, if, if you felt like any of these things were for you, that you reach out to someone. Even me, you can feel free to reach out to me. If you need someone to pray with you, if you need someone to remind you, of the great hope that we have in Jesus Christ. If you feel like you're so caught up in sin, today, tonight is a night of your victory. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for something convenient to happen. That convenient moment that you're waiting for is never going to come. We don't serve God for convenience. We don't, we don't follow him for convenience. Tonight is the night of your salvation. Jesus is in the room where you're sitting. He's speaking to you right now. His presence is here right now. Would you ask for forgiveness? Would you break that chain that has been so entangling in your life and the cycle that has been holding you back? In the name of Jesus, I declare that the presence of God is with you and he's ready to forgive you. Would you just ask for his forgiveness? If you've been feeling depressed, if you've been feeling anxious, if you've been feeling like you can't move and breathe, would you call upon his name to come and take the throne of your heart, to guide you, to steer the ship to where it needs to go? Because he is present and he is in this place.
If you're feeling like nothing's happening in your life and the promise has, has died and it's no longer a thing and that God has forgotten you, I want to remind you that he is faithful and he remembers every detail and every desire of your heart from the beginning of your life. And that he is faithfully working and orchestrating things right now as we speak for your good. And that he's not just someone who was good or he will be good. He is good today. And finally, that he wants to use each one of us. That there's a purpose and a calling for each one of us. And there's a multitude of souls waiting to be saved by your obedience. That Philip's need to arise in this time. That Elijah's who see rain before the cloud even appears in the sky are needed in this time. That we need to remember the things of long ago and remember the miracles of God and remember that he is still in this place and that he's alive and that he hasn't changed. He's the same, the, the same God who was yesterday, today, and forevermore. I just want to pray with you before I end. And again, if there's anything that spoke to you or if there's anything that you want prayers over, reach out to the prayer house team. Reach out to me. We are here. We're all struggling. We're all in this together. No one's perfect. But God wants us, to, wants us to have that overflow. He doesn't want us to just stay where we are in, in our complacency and just feel stagnant in our growth. The season is not meant to be rushed, children of God. The season is to be experienced in its fullness. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he has been destroying and killing a lot of things, but not not anymore. Would you take your place as the children of God? Would you take your place as a daughter of Christ? Would you take your place as the son of Christ and say, not anymore. You can't steal it from me. You can't steal my joy. You can't steal my salvation. You can't steal my hope. I have life and life in abundance through Christ who died for me. As I pray, I just pray that you receive this, this healing, that you receive this joy that you receive this glory of God in his fullness. So would you just close your eyes right now, wherever you are, and would you just believe that God is right there with you? Lord, I thank you for the word that you gave today, Lord Jesus, for the word overflow, Lord Jesus. There's, there's nothing you do, Jesus, and you just don't give half of yourself to us, Lord Jesus. You give an abundance of who you are, Lord, to us. You say that you give your spirit without limit, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that your spirit just fills us up without limit right now. God, that you meet us, Father God, like a mighty wind, Lord Jesus. That you meet us, Father God, like a raging storm right now, God. That we can't ignore you anymore. That we can't ignore your voice anymore, God. You are the shepherd. You are the good shepherd, Lord Jesus. And we have heard the voice of the of this, of this stranger for too long, God. We want to recognize your voice today, God. And I just pray that your voice breaks through every lie right now, God. I pray that you break through every fear, that you break through every anxiety. I pray that you break through every um, cycle of sin and depression in the name of Jesus. I pray that there's healing in your name right now, God. I pray, Father God, that as you fulfill every word you've spoken, because I know you will, God, I pray that as we receive those promises and as, uh, as we receive the, that healing, as we receive your glory and your goodness, that, Father, we use it for your glory, that we use it for your kingdom, God, that we don't hide it, that we don't go store it up for ourselves, Lord Jesus, that, but that we use it for your glory, Lord Jesus. So would you meet us right where we are, God? Would you deliver us? Would you save us, God? Amen. 
We want your outpouring and, Father God, an overflow of your anointing, as your word says, God. Your word says that, that you are the shepherd, and, Father God, I shall not want, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, that we walk into that victory, that we walk into that abundance of your goodness, Lord Jesus, right now, Lord. I praise you, Father God, for what you are doing, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Father, for the deliverance that you have poured out, Father Lord, wherever we are, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you continue meeting us where we are, Lord Jesus. I pray that you bless this community, and I pray, Father, that this community is able to reach many, God. And I pray that you accomplish everything that you desire to accomplish in our lives, Lord Jesus. We're coming back to you, Lord. We're coming back to you, Abba, Father, as you wait for us with our robe. In, in your name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray that the Word of God has touched you and transformed you. His Word continues to be a living and active source of life. And only through His Word can we rejuvenate our own lives. So rate us and leave a review if you can. We really appreciate it. Till then, keep searching, keep listening for His voice, and we will see you again next time.